Welcome to the Lockboss Show. I am your host, PJ Slauson. Now this show is dedicated to all the Lockbosses that want to learn and want to grow. But guess what? We also want you to win. And in order for you to do that, you need to join us every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for our live YouTube giveaway. All you need to do is go over to YouTube, type in CLK Supplies, or use the hashtag Lockboss, or even better, in the show notes, just click on the link, it'll take you right there. Watch any of our current videos and you'll see exactly how you can join the fun for free, and together we will learn, grow, and win. back to another episode. Today, we're going to have some fun and we're going to talk about one of the most argued about topics in the automotive lock and key industry. Now, if you've been around in the industry for a while, you already know what I'm going to get ready to say. But if you're newer and or have really never uh, understood the argument that seems to take place um, frequently in the industry, um, that argument is locksmith versus codesmith, right? And essentially is the argument is this, um, from the side of the locksmith, all right? So when it comes to making keys for vehicles, um, the locksmith says, you know, he's going to decode the lock, okay? There's a number of ways that you can do that, um, but he's gonna decode it using techniques and methods that he has honed over the years that, you know, he's poured blood, blood sweat, and tears into, okay? Like this is something that it's a, it's a skill that he's proud of and, or she is proud of, and gosh darn it, um, you should be proud of those skills, okay? Now, the other side of the conversation is the, what the, what everyone likes to refer to as the codesmith, who gets the key code and makes a key that way, right? Uh, typically nowadays, just by signing up with a um, NASTIF and um, signing up and jumping through all the hoops and the fees, um, at some point you're going to get access to being able to put a VIN number in and get the key code, right? And so the that argument is, well, hey, you know what? You don't have the, you don't have skin in the game, right? You um, just essentially pay a little bit of money or a lot sometimes and you get the key code and you don't have to decode the lock and you don't have to go through all of those steps. And the other part of the argument is the cost factor, right? So um, once you buy um, the, uh, you know, the tools to do whatever type of decoding or however you want to do that, you know, skill-wise, um, that's like a kind of a one-time fee for that particular vehicle or or key code series, really. And then at that point, you know, your skill is just allowing you to keep all the rest of the money. Where a someone who gets a key code is going to have to spend money every time, and it's viewed as a waste. Now, so that's kind of the argument, and um, in a nutshell, and. The thing is, I get asked so much about this more in a private setting, right? Guys are like, hey, so do you think I should get key code? Should I invest in um, different decoding type tools? You know, what should I do? And I think the best way I can describe um, how I kind of view it and how I view the argument is this. So many times in a public setting, right, there's always these flare-ups, whether it's, you know, like the codesmith versus locksmith. 
And I think the problem is, is that we want to argue about a slice of pie. In other words, so the industry, how you can make keys as a whole, okay, is like a big pie. And we're just focusing on one particular slice of it instead of looking at the whole thing. And I think that's where we really get in trouble. Because I believe we should be viewing all of the techniques, whether it's cutting by code, by decoding, um, every all the little things in between, we should be viewing those as tools. Now, I want to use an analogy for this to help you um, kind of gain a different uh, perspective, so to speak, as we kind of move forward with this. And I hope you find it helpful. So at the end of the day, if you're in the automotive lock and key space and you make keys for cars, then what are what's the end result? When someone calls you and they've lost their keys at some ski lodge or um, you know some grocery store and they need keys made, right? what's the end result that the customer wants? Well, the customer wants a working key for their vehicle. That's what they're after, all right? And so that's what and that's what they're paying you. That's what that's what they're paying us for is to do that job. Now, in the same way, if your job was to re remove nuts off of bolts, okay, what's the end result here? The end result is you taking the nut off of the bolt. Now, there's several ways that you can take nuts off a bolt, right? Um, you can use pliers, you could use a wrench, you could use a ratchet with a socket, or you could use my favorite, the power drill with a um, socket extension with a socket on it, right? And so there's four different ways I gave you of how you can take a nut off of a bolt. Now, how many of us would say that I would never take a nut off a bolt with a set of pliers, right? Like you have all these different socket sets, you have all these other options, but if you're like me, you found yourself at times for a variety of different reasons, good or bad, where you're taking a nut off of a bolt with a wrench with a or with a set of pliers, right? And you're going through and you're scraping it up and while you're doing it, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this, right? And the point is I'm trying to make here is that Although getting a nut off of a bolt is a fairly simple thing, there's a ton of different applications. And there's times that um, you have to use a wrench or sometimes you don't have the right socket size and so you're gonna have to use a pair of pliers. Or sometimes a wrench could do the trick but it's gonna be better to use a ratchet with the socket, right? Or even better, like uh, me here a few weekends ago, my um, kids, are growing and so we had to switch a bunch of beds around where like my oldest got a new bigger bed and then you know we kind of passed the bed the, the other beds to the other kids down and I set them up in each room well the first thing I do right after we get the mattresses off is I'm examining those bolts and I'm like okay what's the easiest way I can get it off and I'm proud to uh, say that I was able to figure out how to use my power drill with the extension with a socket on it very slowly of course at least at first to get all of those off and put them all back on. And it just feels great doing it that way, right? And so the point I'm making with uh, this analogy with the bolt and the nut is that you need to have different tools to get the job done because all the circumstances are a little different. And that's my view when it comes to the locksmith versus the codesmith. 
Now, this is the deal. If the only tool in your toolbox for making keys for vehicles is key codes, you're going to find yourself in an unpleasant position where you're not going to be able to get the job done, right? At the same time, if you're still, if the only tool in your toolbox is taking off door panels and pulling clips and taking the locks off and going down that road and decoding and progressing, well, guess what? You're going to find yourself in situations that you don't want to be in either. And that, and the same goes with, you know, decoding a lock with a leashy or something. Um, there's not one tool that's going to work every time the way you want it to. And let's face it, you know, as a professional, if it's 10 degrees outside and it's the middle of the night and the lock's frozen, you know, getting a key code is really not the end of the world either, right? So it's really a matter of trying to make sure that you have multiple tools in your toolbox to get the job done making keys for vehicles. Because remember, we don't want to focus on one slice. We want to focus on the pie, right? We want to focus on the end result. And the end result is making sure that the customer gets a working key in a timely manner. So I'd like to hopefully in the future, we can kind of shift that conversation away from what's good and what's bad and who's right and who's wrong. But instead, we shift it to be like, hey, we need to make sure that we have multiple tools in our toolbox so when that day comes when decoding the lock doesn't work or getting a key code and cutting that key and that key code's wrong for a variety of reasons that we still have other tools in our toolbox to get the job done even though they may not be our favorite right so in other words like so let's say you love key codes your business model um, allows it um, great at the same time you're going to find yourself in situations that uh, maybe the server's down and you can't get it. Maybe the key code is wrong. Well, you're going to want to have some other tools to make sure that the customer has a working key. And vice versa for those who use decoders or take door panels off I and mean, whatever it is, right? And the goal is over time, okay, over time, we want to keep elevating our skills, our business, and most importantly, our reputation to the customer, okay? And how we do that is making sure that we have several tools in our toolbox to get the job done. So that's my take on the locksmith versus codesmith. Um, hopefully we can start shifting that conversation away from good and bad. And instead, we can start looking at multiple tools in the toolbox. So I'd love to know your thoughts on this. Feel free to uh, send me an email at sales at CLK Supplies. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time.